Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's your boy Sully on the Maximize the Moment podcast, a.k.a. the Excuse Me podcast. Excuse me. Your greatness is in God. And today we are continuing our leadership roundtable discussion and we're starting it with game theory. Yep. Game theory. Simon Signet gives a wonderful talk that you can view online about two types of games ascribed to game theory, which are finite games and infinite games. In finite games like football or chess, the players are known, the rules are fixed, and the end point is clear. The winners and the losers are easily identified. But in an infinite game like business or politics or life itself, the players come and they go. The rules are changeable and there is no defined endpoint. There are no winners or losers in an infinite game. There is only ahead and behind. Players within the infinite game play to stay in the game. This is very important. And as the wheels are probably already turning in your head, as leaders as of our organizations, of our businesses, of families, we should prescribe to principles that are enduring, not finite. Do not confuse operational or company goals or benchmarks with the purpose or the why that exceeds the current circumstances. Let me give an example. An operational goal or a goal in general could be, as a family, we spend five vacations together a year. That is a goal. It's easily quantifiable. And then there's a metric to that, right? But an enduring principle would be we value maximizing time. So those things are one is easily nested under the other, right? The goal is nested under the enduring principle. Because we value maximizing time, we shoot for five vacations a year. Another example of an operational goal is 20% of our students will be on the dean's list this year. The enduring principle behind that is providing high-level academics and the pursuit of student excellence. So that 20% a year is nested under providing high-level academics and the pursuit of student excellence. No matter what the the circumstance is, we will always provide high-level academics and and the pursuit of student excellence. So as you can see, as we draw these things out, we need to consciously recognize and draw out disparity between the finite things and the enduring things. But is this where the buck stops for the believer? So hold that thought and let's venture further and deeper and add another gear to this. The term cognitive dissonance is used to describe the mental discomfort that results from holding two conflicting beliefs, values, or attitudes. People tend to seek consistency in their attitudes and perceptions. So this conflict causes feelings of unease and discomfort. So an example of this would be as simple as someone who strives to be athletic, but loves smoking. We know trying to be athletic involves being very healthy, but loving to smoke has serious health implications. These are two conflicting ideas or as complicated as doing what is right according to the letter of the law or policy and doing what is right ethically and morally. These things can get convoluted and there can be two conflicting beliefs, ideas, values, and attitudes. So let's go deeper as we get into the word. God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. God's love is is revealed to us as eternal, as unfailing, as infinite. We serve an eternal God, which means that we have got to have an enduring mindset and an eternal pursuit. And this is the cognitive dissonance we compete with as both Christians and as leaders. The fact of morality, mortality, excuse me, the fact of mortality 
and eternity, the finite and the infinite. So as Christians, we deal with the cognitive dissonance with subscribing to eternal principles, but living in a finite reality, this reality being time. Psalms 90 tells us, so teach us the number of our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Revelations 12, 12 talks about, for this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he only has a short time. James 4, 14 talks about, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. While we may lead in limited capacities for a season of time, a primary component of being a leader is setting into motion enduring processes, developments, motivations, principles, foundations, or benchmarks. So looking at Christ, he had a purpose within his role within a finite capacity of time, a three-year ministry, that followed enduring principles and resulted in eternal outcomes. Our current capacities exceed our own finite existentialism. The actions, executions, daily decisions we take now pour into our kids, our spouses, our colleagues, our friends, our families, and social aggregate circles that we have come to influence. Leadership is being able to influence the actions, mindsets, and behaviors of others. And here is the conundrum that we are taught to be present with eternity in mind. God has set eternity in the human heart, as it says in Ecclesiastes. Matthew 6.34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew six nineteen through 21. Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That's an eternal place where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So while our actions are finite within a construct of time, we stay in motion with eternity with the implications of our actions. Legacy is not what you just leave behind, but what others accomplish because of you. It's been said that your faith gets you to heaven, but your works bring heaven to earth. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do works which God has prepared for in advance for us to do. And this gives great depth to you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Because these are the very essence of which we play the game that we choose to play. These are everything that roots us to how we approach both the finite and or the infinite. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I like to say, you can get there and still not get there. I'll say it one more time. You can get there and still not get there. You can cross the finish line and you can get the medal, but you could be running the wrong race. Eternity is a marathon. Life is a sprint. We can run sprints within a marathon of eternity, but the goal will always be eternity. To always stay in the game on the narrow path. It's always about your posture. Someone posture for a marathon can deal with the highs and the lows, train for the posture of the environmental changes and posture to deal with the suffering or the toll their body, mind, and spirit will take as a result 
because their system, diet, training regimen, and values are all interlaced with an enduring process. Sprinters, not so much. Successful in short, short bursts, but not longevity. Will you prescribe to the commands and habits that God has laid out for us to follow, which point to the enduring principles that aid us in operating in a value set outside of our time-bound capacity? Here's the practicality of the matter. As leaders, we should be consciously postured for the enduring and not be parochial, be involved in the parochial short game. We need to know what games we are playing so that we build, abide, and live out the right principles that equip us for success. Too many times we are pointing at the scoreboard when God is saying, you stay in the game by following me, not by the things you collect or the accolades you receive. Success is abiding in me and spending forever in my presence. Here's some questions to ponder over. Are my actions, habits, and behaviors sowing into enduring principles and eternal outcomes? What is the contrast between what I'm doing now and what God has called us to do? What are the areas of my life where there is cognitive dissonance? Am I playing the finite or the infinite game? And where, and where is this taking place in my life? As always, I've enjoyed spending time with you. Every moment not maximized is a moment minimized. Create Christ-centered legacy and never be afraid to do what God has called you to. Let's maximize the moment. Let's get it.